재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Every Sunday, we start the show with Helen Cho's hot new releases. Helen is a freelance translator, interpreter, and book news reporter for The Bookend. Morning, Helen. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am very good, thank you. So I I have to um, tell our listeners that during the the commercial break earlier, you were talking about how Cho Chang (laughs) was Harry Potter's first girlfriend. Yes, that's how deeply connected I am to the Harry Potter series. Okay, so last name Chang or last name Cho? Cho. <laughs> okay, so last name Cho, first name Chang? Yes. Okay, is that is that true or is that what you want to tell yourself? Oh, actually, you know what? I just remembered your last name is Chang. Yes. <laughs> so we both connected to Harry. <gasps> it's our child. <laughs> Cho Chang was our child. Yes. So speaking of Cho Chang, can you tell us the latest buzz in the international publishing world? Yes, I remember hearing about the theatre adaptation of Harry Potter a while back and now its play script has been released and the script has been breaking sales record Mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And um, Harry Potter the Cursed Child, uh, the dramatized story, has sold more than 680,000 print copies in the UK. And that happened in just three days following its release at the end of last month. Mm-hmm. And it's now the fastest selling book since the last Harry Potter title. Well, Harry Potter fans waited nine years for, for this book. The Deathly Hallows was published in 2007. I can't believe that was it was that long That's ago. a long time ago, goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that people were eager to get their hands on a copy but 680,000 copies in three days is pretty astounding that is quite an achievement the script of the eighth harry potter story was released at one minute past midnight on sunday the 31st of july and the play then became the fast selling fastest selling play script ever and the fastest selling book published this decade wow the sales of this book have already beaten the biggest single week sales of any title this decade and he's outstripped um, E.L. James's erotic novel Fifty Shades of Grey in sales mm-hmm. so that is you know quite impressive you know people are reading Harry Potter prefer to read Harry Potter to um, the erotic novel by E.L. James uh-huh. just out of curiosity um, what was the what was the record for E.L. James that book sold nearly um, 665,000 copies in a week in mm-hmm. 2012. Mm-hmm. Well, as you pointed out earlier, Fifty Shades of Grey was an erotic novel and this is a play script. It's not a novel, it's a play script and I'm surprised that it's doing well, doing really well in spite of the genre. I guess it's the power of Harry Potter. It is indeed and it is predicted that if the play script continues to sell at this rate, then it will become the title with the second biggest single week sales and that is behind J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows mm-hmm. that sold 1.8 million copies of the children's edition mm-hmm. and 780,000 copies of the adult edition in July 2007. Mm-hmm. So Rowling will be beating her own record. Yes, she mm-hmm. will be. You know, she'll be even you know wealthier than she is already. Mm-hmm. Well, lucky and her. <laughs> across the Atlantic in the US, more than 2 million copies of The Cursed Child were sold in the first 48 hours. Oh my goodness. 
That is really impressive. Uh And its US publisher called the sales sales figures unprecedented for a script book. Mm -hmm. I don't think any play has been that popular, any, any script book. Has mm-hmm. been has been that popular, right? That universally popular, yes. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Well, is the play um, Rowling's new venture into a different genre? I thought Rowling retired from Harry Potter world after her seventh book. Um, apparently not, because the play by Jack Thorne is based on an original story by Rowling Thorne and John Tiffany, mm-hmm. and uh, the play picks up the story nineteen years later, and it features Potter as a thirty-seven-year-old overworked employee of the Ministry of Magic and father of three. Oh, that is so sad. Well, you know, um, Harry Potter the civil servant. For many in Korea, that's a dream come true. Okay, (laughs) but still, you know, I I think... As a young reader, I expected better from from Harry Potter. Not that not that I'm ragging on um, civil servants, but you know, to to be an overworked employee in in the Ministry of Magic instead of like a very fulfilled, you know, Ministry <laughs> of Magic employee with a very wild hobby. I don't know. I don't know. But so the play has its official premiere in London on the 30th of July, mm-hmm. and the play it's um, split into two parts, and in total, it runs over five hours. Mm-hmm. And the show is so popular that tickets are now sold out through May 2017. Oh my goodness, a five-hour play. Yes, I would happily sit through a five-hour play, actually, if it's good. Uh-huh. Yes, but it's got some really fantastic reviews, so people are very satisfied with how the play turned out. Mm-hmm. So did, did it say anything about the, the set design or anything? Are they using a lot of special effects, or is it just a really good play that's really engaging, or both? I think it's just a bit of everything, really. Good mm-hmm. play, good story, you know, good setting, good mm-hmm. you know, dramatization and all that. But I've been trying not to actually read too many reviews of this play because mm-hmm. I think you're I'm going to read it. Oh, I want to see it actually. Oh, you want to see it? Okay. Okay. Is it coming to Korea anytime soon? No, but I'm going to London. <laughs> That's probably faster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, we'll come back to our discussion of the new Harry Potter, well, the one and only Harry Potter play after a song break. Please enjoy Hogwarts March featured in the film Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. back with more on hot new releases with Helen Cho on the bookend. So before the break, we were talking about the J.K. Rowling play Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about the play. Um, well, the play comes after nearly 20 years and we've had, um, since the Harry Potter series started, we had seven novels, eight feature films and theme park attractions around the world. Mm-hmm. And now... My gosh, she's yes. got to be rich. <laughs> yes. And, you know, after this um, theatre adaptation, J.K. Rowling announced that, you know, she was officially done expanding the story of the boy wizard after all. Mm-hmm. At the play's premiere in London, she told the press that, you know, um, she was officially done with Harry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that was the end of the road for Harry Potter. Right. And then this is the next generation. Mm-hmm. Right. But then um, she, she said, and I quote, 
Harry goes on a very big journey during these two plays, and then, yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. Is she done? <laughs> is she really done? Yes. Yeah. Just the way she puts it, Harry is done now. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> But it's, it's such a beautiful world, though, like, especially if you grew up reading Harry Potter. I mm-hmm. think it's something that you can't really tear yourself away from, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, we should tear ourselves away from Harry Potter land and come back to Korea. What's been going on here in, in, in Korea on the um, Korean literary scene lately? Um, the popular British author Anthony Brown came to Korea recently mm-hmm. and, you know, of course he is one of the most, world's most celebrated writers and illustrators and calling Korea his second home, the author said it was his seventh visit to the country. Wow. And his first book, Through the Magic Mirror, came out some 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So over the last four decades, he's built some impressive career. He wrote some uh, 50 children's books. And his books are celebrated for the way they are humorous, creative, and thought-provoking all at the same time. So he's been very creative. Mm-hmm. I especially enjoy his illustrations of primates. Have you seen One Gorilla Accounting Book? Yes, I think I've seen it's. Uh-huh. Big, I've seen big posters of that picture everywhere. Uh huh. It's it's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's it's really lovely. But anyway, uh, tell us about his career. Um, he won the prestigious Hans Christian Andersen Award in 2000 for his excellence in lifelong dedication. And he won the Kate Greenway Medal twice. Um, it's a British Literary Award for Distinguished Illustrators of Children's Books. His books have been translated into 26 languages, including Korean, of course. And he's been touring around the globe to meet and talk to his readers. Mm-hmm. And in uh, the recent interview that he gave while he was in Korea... He expressed his gratitude for Korean readers who have been such big fans of his picture books. Mm -hmm. He must have a special fan base here in Korea, sort of like um, Bernard um, Berver. Yes, right, yes. The, the yes. ant guy. Yes, he's, yeah. he's definitely mm-hmm. one of the most beloved um, foreign authors in Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, his books are really um, widely read all around the world, but Korea mm-hmm. in particular means a lot to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, um, I quote, response to my books in Korea is probably greater than any response from any other country. Mm-hmm. My books are very popular in South America and France, but here it seems to be in different level. Mm-hmm. Well, it must be a great feeling to connect with readers, especially run, uh, young readers across cultures. I understand he's also holding an exhibit in Seoul. Yes, he is celebrating his anniversary partly with Korean children by holding the exhibition Happy Museum. The exhibition runs for three months. It started in July, June the 25th at Hangaram Art Museum in the south, southern part of Seoul. Mm-hmm. And it features a vast variety of his original illustrations. And there are also So, along with these paintings, other artists' works that have been inspired by Brown. Mm-hmm. Original illustrations are, are really the best. It's like looking at someone's creative process, like tracing back to the origins of the, of the idea that, that you see as the end result. Like when you look at um, like early sketches of, mm. of you know, things like Disney films, you know, it's, it's somehow like more quaint. Right. Yes, or even like early sketches of Michelangelo. It's mm-hmm. like the birth of yes, there's some a genius. B- yes, big, big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, in the interview, he also commented that, you know, he you know might be secretly armed with a spring of imagination, but he said that he would get his inspiration mostly from everything that happens to him and his family. Mm-hmm. 
So as a children's book writer with with children of his own, he must have um, his own idea of how to foster a good reading habit. So as we discussed last week, a, a reading child is a is a long living child, since yes. we have scientific proof now <laughs> yes. that reading is linked to longevity, yeah. right? Yes, and a happy, sociable one too. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, he say he said that every child was born with natural imagination, and he advised parents or teachers to encourage and celebrate this ability that seems to get lost as they grow up. Mm-hmm. And for Korean parents in particular, he offers another piece of advice, and um, he said that it's important to encourage children to carry on reading picture books for pleasure because mm-hmm. reading for pleasure is really important. You know, when it comes to developing a reading habit mm-hmm. as grown-ups. Right. And he also said that if children are pushed to read textbooks too early, then reading becomes a difficult and dull thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. I mean, textbooks are kind of dry. Yes, yes. I, so. <laughs> I don't think you agree. But on that well, note, um, I'll read dictionaries, so yes, you can't yes, really get true. me to agree on that. <laughs> on that note, where um, Helen confesses that she reads dictionaries, we have arrived at the end of this week's hot new releases. Thank you so much, Helen, for okay. coming in today, and I'll see you again next Sunday. Okay, bye bye. Coming up next is today's roundtable. But first, let's listen to "The One You Love" by Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> 